Hello and welcome back to my channel, Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information to help you understand and manage the technology in your home. Today's guest is someone I've actually been a guest on her group before, and I was super excited to say, hey, I think parents really need to know about this information that she is always sharing. So Kiana, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Wow. So thank you so much for the invite. So that's like always amazing, right? <laughs> I do appreciate that. I am Kiana Shaw. I am the CRS, I'm sorry, the CEO of Kiana Shaw Enterprises, where I teach youth, young adults, and blue collar workers personal and professional development skills. Our goal is to connect your personal development with your professional success. And so um, that's something I've been doing since 2016. And also, I think in 2016, I launched Mothers Raising Teen Daughters, which is uh, where we connect mostly, right? Um, yeah. And that is a Facebook platform designed to be a safe space for moms to learn um, how to communicate with their daughters and bridge that communication gap that goes on in those teenage years where you're just trying to get through parenting felony free. And <laughs> And also, right. and also have a support of, of 23,000 now other moms who are going through the same things you're going through, who are walking on eggshells, who are trying, you know, not to upset their daughters with a nice good morning type thing. Uh, and so we we are a platform they are designed to give them all the tools that they need. And we do so using our membership site called themomsuite.com. Awesome. And I will definitely put a link to her Facebook group in the description. It is a really great resource. And, you know, Kiana runs a tight ship. So if you're going to try and like, you know, the spam bots do not exist there. Like she runs a Every really tight now and ship. And then they get through and I'm just like, delete all comments from the last seven days, right? Like, <laughs> Delete, delete, delete. We, we yeah. run a tight ship, right? And and you know, in twenty three thousand people, there's bound to be you know, let's sure. just say ten percent mean girls, right? right. Um, not even ten percent though. Let's just say one percent in a group of twenty three thousand, and so we get them out of there as fast as possible too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I and so I've I've learned a lot from the group. I've helped you know other moms too. I think that's everybody there. I think has helped and has learned. So I think it's a really great resource. Um, for moms raising teen daughters. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and, and then sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I'll hug my daughter a little tighter when I read some comments from other people. Like, because oh. it makes you grateful, doesn't it? You you realize mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, it could be so much worse. <laughs> And not to disparage anybody else's experience, but I'm just like, not oh at all. But, but if you are going through it, like you're like, you also feel like you're not alone, right? So it could be right. so much worse. You're not alone. Um, and it gets better. Like, I love those posts where the moms are like, yeah. you know, thank you for this group. Like, this is what it was. And it gets better. Like, she's 19 now. And, and some, granted, if she's 13, you don't want to wait six years, right? <laughs> nope. And that's where the mom suite comes in. Uh, but we we love to have the support the community support that we have in the group is amazing um and it's really active like in 23,000 uh we get maybe 18,000 people who are active every month and so that's awesome yeah that's amazing um so one of the things that you talk about that i love to listen to you like as you've you've got all the knowledge here is about etiquette. And I think, yes. where do you think teens today, like aren't learning etiquette? Like, why do you think this is happening? Oh my goodness. This is going to step on some toes. So they're not learning <laughs> it because we're not teaching it. Right. As parents, exactly. yeah. right. When, when, when I learned etiquette, just how to set a table, how to, you know, be when you go on a date, when, you know, when you're calling someone's home, um, those are things that were taught to me by my parents, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. So it, it's not something that we can say the school should be teaching, right? Because the school is like, hey, keep social media out of here as much as possible. Yeah. And so if we're not taking the time to show them um, and teach them the various aspects of what etiquette looks like in social media, in um, the regular everyday life. Like we, we should not be having kids flash mobbing at malls, right? Because that's extremely dangerous. But if we're not teaching them that and we're leaving social media to teach them what it wants to, 
right? Based on algorithms, based on what their peers are sharing with them, then we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure in that in that regard. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I added this to your questions, so I apologize. I'll think of different okay. questions on the fly from time to time. It's okay. Like they're all part new to me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what, how do you think is a good way for parents to approach it? Like, yes, it's definitely our fault. So what can we do to make that better? Okay. So one, get involved, right? Like if you're, and I'm, when I think of kids, I'm thinking that under 18 crowd, right? Um, Not that we don't include 18, but that's a different beast in itself. Um, But if we're not involved, if we're not going, hey, bring me your phone, let me see, right? And and not so that we can fuss at them, right? I'm I'm very big on letting kids know there will be random phone checks because I want to catch you doing good. I don't want to catch you doing bad. Right. I'm, I'm looking. My daughter is very much aware. I look at your YouTube history. I can see text messages. You know what I mean? Like I, I do that to keep you safe. It's not about being nosy. Sometimes I do see that, you know, maybe she could be a whole lot better. Like I, I told her the other day, you are not an angel, but your mom is very clear. Right. Um, but it's about getting involved and saying like, hey, you know what? This is not the correct way to handle this. Right. Like you're in a whole argument that can be solved by turning off your phone. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> argument that can be solved by simply not responding. And I think that's hard for us as adults sometimes. So I, it's definitely difficult for kids. Uh, but getting involved and, and talking through the situations, not blowing up at them, but talking through them. Like, okay, so let me tell you how this could have been better. Let me show you how you can how you can ignore this, right? You don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. Like little things like that, the very things that we are practicing in our day-to-day lives, but we're not sharing with our kids because we think they're not going through it, right? Uh, One of the biggest pet peeves I have is when parents tell their kids they're not stressed out. You don't have real stress. like. Oh, yeah. You were going to school. Did you have to worry about it getting shot up? Probably not, right? So, Like, Like, that wasn't a worry I had. We had, like, you know, earthquake drills, not, like... Active Not shooter cover and 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 you know just in case like lock the door we didn't have those right so right. our kids are under stress we also didn't have social media growing up and so when it, even if you were bullied, it was over at the end of school. It's not in their world anymore. Like, it's totally different. And so um, all of those things contribute to us getting involved. And when we're not involved, it shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I like what you said there about like catching them also doing good. Um, so like, you know, when you see interactions where they did respond appropriately, you know, calling that out and being like, Hey, you know, I really appreciate the way you responded to your friend here. I think, you know, and making sure they understand both when they're like falling down and when they're doing good. I like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so speaking of that, what are some common mistakes that you're seeing teens making in their online interactions? Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, <them>. Right. <laughs> There's a couple of things. So I think um, one is they think that the interactions are real. Mm, right? yeah. they're, they're in their mind. It's, it's real because it's the world that they're immersed in. Yeah. And when that is the case, you have to really understand that kids, um, they're going to flock to that world daily. They're going to feel like that that is their sole source of communicating with the outside world sometimes. Um, so when we're looking at those common mistakes, we want to make sure that they understand that the interactions may not be real. Like, And sometimes it's like, oh, this is a friend of a friend. So it is a real, it is a real interaction. But it's not. Right. It's not because you don't know this person. You've never. You don't even know. Half the time, the friend doesn't even know this person. Right. Right. They met them online, so you all could be talking to a sixty-seven-year-old man, as far as you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and likely the case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's the world we live in. So as parents, we can't afford to just disconnect and go. Oh, I trust them. Right. Uh, we have to be on top of it because they do make so many mistakes. We make mistakes. There's a whole, you know, show about adults being catfished, and there's a whole show about, you know, like, and if this is if this is happening to adults, and we look at the show and we go, no way, right? No way. This is that that can't be a thing, right? Yeah. And so 
imagine if this is what's going on in, with adults, it definitely is going on with kids. Another thing, another mistake I think that kids are making is they're giving too much information yes. because they think that the interactions are real, right? Right. So we're seeing an, uh, an increase, particularly when the um, pandemic happened, there was an increase in the number of cases of internet crimes against children, right? Particularly young boys, um, young boys being catfished. And then they find out that it was, you know, a man and now he's threatening to expose it. And, you know, you've sent your private parts out and, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. so there's all these things. And I know that this is, probably a lot heavier than what you were expecting. Oh, no, this is great. This is great. Okay. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> but they, good. Are, they are, uh, that, that increased suicide completions mm -hmm. amongst yeah. teenage boys. And that, that was, that blew me away to learn that. And so when I'm talking to people who are with internet crimes against children, because parents always have questions. Um, and it's like, we have to teach our kids that you, first of all, you can't send your body parts you're not even supposed to be taking pictures of them because it stores in the cloud. That is possession of child pornography. You send it out, that is distribution of child pornography. You have it in your phone, it's possession, right? Whether it's yours or somebody else's, right? Yeah. Um, so all of these things are things that I think that as parents, we have to be super hyper vigilant. Like we can't afford to say, oh, this is kids are being kids. This is not the days of Polaroids, right? <laughs> we have to be mindful that they are doing things, even things that we did, right? Like we right. took and now though, everything is recorded. There's like, I love how people think that there's privacy on the internet because there absolutely is none. Really? When you send a text message, it's going over the world wide web to someone else's phone and it can be screenshots. And let me tell you, I, there was a time after my grandmother passed and I, I, it was my college graduation and I lost my phone like at graduation. Like, I don't know how that happened. And I was, I called T-Mobile and I was like, I have photos of my grandma. Can you please send them to me? Like, like, can you, do you have access? And the guy said, yes. And he sent me the photos yeah. and I'm going, all these photos that he sent, some of them, like, you know, if they were blurry or something, they were already deleted, but he sent them all. So that means even your delete is not deleted. Yeah, right? absolutely. Go into the trash and delete those in the trash. And so it's like, if, if this is the stuff that's going on, it's been covered. A guy at Apple told me, he said, you know, I hate when parents bring their kids' phones in and say, open this up for me. He said, because like some of the things we see, we have to report. And I was just oh. like, oh my goodness. Like how horrible is that, right? But if yeah. we're not teaching our kids, like this is why you don't do this. This is why, you know, you, you don't dance in front of computers unless you have like the little screen. Like I'm going to show you, like I have the little blackout screen. Right, right, right yeah. So that covers my camera on my phone because sometimes I'm, I'm not completely dressed when I'm typing and, and doing things at three in the morning, right? Because I have insomnia. <laughs> but our kids aren't thinking about that. They're just watching YouTube and now they're dancing and they're not thinking about, am I completely covered? Because right. this could be anywhere on the internet, right? And mm -hmm. so we have to be hypervigilant about those things. Yeah, I love what you're talking about with privacy because that's one thing I definitely... Um, preach in this channel is there is yeah. no privacy online and where it's like so abundantly clear. And I like to show this to my kids. I'm obsessed with like watching court cases. Like mm -hmm. pe people love like, uh, like true crime. I yeah. love like the court case. Like I want to see like live courtroom. And this is like going back, you know, to like the late nineties, like just right. court, court TV is still a thing, but like, like back I with to, Judge Wapner. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My like, oh my gosh, Judge Wapner for sure. Um, you know, don't take the law into your own hands. You take them to court. I was obsessed, right? So I love watching trials and like trials now. There is so much data that comes from your phone that yeah. can completely convict a person. Um, so I don't know if you were familiar with the Alex Murdoch trial in um, in South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Not familiar. I'm not familiar with that one. But like, really, the key piece of evidence was a video that the son took on the phone and you can hear his dad in the background minutes before the son is killed like and they took you know were able to pinpoint time of death because that's when his phone locks and never unlocks like there's just so much data 
that came from the phone. Like, and, and then he took, you know, 20 steps at this time. And then like, and then he was clearly running after like, yeah, you know, the son's phone unlocks because it's recording this many steps in this much amount of time, you know? And so it's recording every little like orientation change and unlock and, you know, and technology is great. Right. right. It helps solve a crime. It helps right. bring the killer to justice. Um, but then you have the moments where like it absolutely should not be recording. Right. It, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. teaching our kids, listen. So one one of the rules in my house is there are no electronics in the bathroom. Anywhere yeah. where you, where your pants are down, there's no electronics right. Right. in the room. Um Like you can't have electronics in the room after a certain time because, you know, we, we go to bed. First of all, they don't need to be in there. (laughs) Amen. um, You know, one of my daughter's friends was like, well, I listen to music while I shower. Not here. Now for your parents to come and get you so they can take you home. You can shower. They can bring you back. I'm happy to call them. But here we do not. Right. Because even though it's not press record, Anybody can hack into these devices as you as you have taught us many times, right? Like hacking is is a full on thing. People yeah. do it for a living. And so we just have to be careful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like to your other point where they're getting like catfished, I was talking to Officer Gomez in a live um, and he's a re- school resource officer. And yes. he blew my mind with this story of a teenage boy who basically got catfished, like, you know, somebody pretending they were a teenage girl, he sends them, you know, explicit pictures. And then he gets like, um, extorted for money. And then it happens to the same kid again, like months down the road. I'm like, you know, kids (laughs) don't fully think of the question. Oh, uh, this girl wants to talk to me. You already fell for it. Like, why are you falling for it again? Exactly. And, it just- and, and parents go, not my kid. And, and I think, how many people do you know gave $50 in hopes of getting 50000 Right, right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, sweet. Situation. <laughs> right, right. You know, sometimes you're just not thinking things all the way through. And, and kids, you know, without that fully developed frontal cortex like they're not thinking until they're 25 so like stop thinking that you're you're a very mature child right right (laughs) it's gonna have it at 14 because they don't they do not (laughs) yeah so it's important to like help them understand because even when they understand they fall they fell for it already and they still fall for it again so have continually having these conversations where like they're needing to understand what um what mistakes they could be making online even after they've fallen for it again like keep going keep having those conversations (laughs) and i mean think about like when you're talking to your girlfriends right like sometimes they're like i can't believe i fell for that i can't believe you know i did this kids have those same moments right they have the same moments Think about the people you know in domestic violence relationships or the stories you've heard. If you don't know any people personally, you hear about these and these are happening to adults. So you cannot be um, so neglectful. And I I use that word intentionally. So neglectful that you think that your teenager will never go through these things, that they'll never experience these things because they absolutely are. They're having real life experience. And here's the difference. Remember years ago, when Britney Spears like pulled off her, like she had on a sheer outfit. It was like flesh tone and people went crazy. Right. It was like, how dare they show this on TV? Because I mean, we were far removed from, you know, Lucy and Ricky where they sleep in separate beds on TV, but, (laughs) but here was another level. Social media removes the sheerness. Like it's absolutely all nudity all the time. You can, you can, Google political things and get a, a plethora of porn. So you you cannot right. be neglectful. Like everything, you ha- you just have to c- consider the internet a very bad place with good things happening, right? Like yeah. you can't consider totally. it a great place with bad things happening because there's so much out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and to your point, some of these um, bad actors is what we call them in the tech world. Um 
will <laughs> target search engine <laughs> optimization for like, you know, really benign, you know, I want to look up Doc McStuffins or something and right. they'll target those kinds of searches yes. to target your children to see inappropriate content. So uh, yeah. And, and like, when that happens, you know, your child is innocently stumbling onto things. So you, they could be watching a Doc McStuffin video, but as the videos keep playing, as it keeps going to other things, they get riskier and riskier, right? Yeah. Videos get riskier and riskier, right? My daughter started with one and the next thing you know, it was like a Bruno Mars video and all the women are in, in bathing suits. And it's like, okay, the next video was very, it was even more risque. Like it wasn't just right. women standing there in bathing suits. It was absolutely like inappropriate things happening. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, how did this, how did this, and I'm like, what were you watching before that? So when I watched the history, I could see how it progressed. And yeah. I'm like, so this, this all started with like, literally like a strawberry shortcake, like something that we don't even see anymore. Right. Yeah. And so it, we have to be on top of that because it is, what is it? Search engine. I don't know the tech term. What is it? Yeah. Search, search excuse search me, search engine, engine optimization where right. they're like optimizing their content so that it. And this is why I need you in my life. right? <laughs> <laughs> like people can use it for good, but people can also use it for bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to get on a, like a less heavy topic, okay. um, let's talk right. about being professional. Like, so I see so many, uh, my husband, he is a general manager at a restaurant. He okay. sees these like applications and like people coming in for interviews. And he's like, oh my gosh, like, didn't your parents teach you anything? So let's talk about how we could teach our kids to be more professional in their speech, interactions, and all of, like these situations. Oh my goodness. Like, could you ask a bigger question than that? Okay. Uh <laughs> You're like, how long do we have? <laughs> right, exactly. So it has to be taught, right? Because I have friends who are high school English teachers and they're like, the kids are typing their papers in text language. Right. That, <laughs> and, and I get where parents are like, you have to teach them. But if they don't have it by high school, then even if the teacher failed them, you actually should have stepped in, right? Like that's yeah. part of parenting is overseeing what they're learning in school. And so when, when you know, I, I teach, I said, I, I teach per, uh, professional development, right? Yeah. So I get from 14 to 60 year olds, okay? I, I teach a, a, wide, a wide range of students. One of the things that I'm finding is that a lot of the basics that what were taught, like cursive writing, are no longer taught. I didn't know that. I didn't know because my daughter had it in kindergarten, but sure. she was in a private school. Um, most of my 23, 24 year old students have never written in cursive. That's that blew my mind. Yeah. So there's a lot of basics that are not being taught. Um, our kids are even though it's like a case by case basis for each kid, they're not learning um, how to speak, how to shake hands. Someone commented yesterday because my daughter went to work with me. And by the way, like it was a three hour workday and she was told her grandma she was exhausted. She was yeah. like, all I did was pass all out papers. really hard. <laughs> but she was, she acknowledged that all she did was hand out papers, hand out pens and tell people to sign in. And she was just like, I'm just exhausted, grandma. Uh, <laughs> but they, but someone commented on her handshake and the fact that she looked them in the eye and introduced herself by first and last name. And when, when they commented, it made me, it was a reminder to me that this is not common anymore. We were taught how to introduce ourselves. You look yeah. you and I, hello, my name is Kiana Shaw. That was like a common thing. It's not anymore. Teachers used to make us introduce ourselves properly. Sure. Pastors used to make, you know, like everyone wanted to know, and what's your last name, right? Because yeah. if you didn't say your first and last name, it's not taught anymore. And we have to do better with that. There's, there's a lack of professionalism, I think, in generation Y and Z in total. Like there's, there's yeah. a sense of, well, I don't do it this way and you have to accept me like that. And they forget that that does not translate into the professional world 
the real world, right? right. <laughs> I, I had to shock my daughter and tell her there's no summer vacation in the real world. Like she wants to know why I'm at work and she's out right. of school now. <laughs> Because in the real world, <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I don't get summers off. <laughs> exactly. And so she, and so I, I think that as parents, we have to say, okay, here, here are the basics. You have to know these things. Introducing yourself. Um, you, you should be reading every day, even in the summertime. Like, yeah. sorry to break that news. No, right? I agree. totally agree. Yeah. Um, you, you should be training yourself for whatever career you want, especially if you have high school students. Uh, my nieces, you, you want to be a cosmetologist. They work on Fridays and Saturdays. There is no sleeping in. Right. So get up. Like you yeah. said, you wanted this career. Get up. It's time. And I think that right now we're going into summer months. This is the time to teach your kids that summer is used to propel them to the next level. It should not be used to give them this rest that they imagine that they need. They're they're young. They they don't really don't need them yeah. that much rest, right? We have to get them up. You have to, what is it that you want to do? My daughter wants to be a lawyer. Um, you know, five years ago she wanted to be a Power Ranger and a princess, right? So we're evolving, right? <laughs> but. As she's doing that, I'm going, okay, I need to prepare her. Like, first of all, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, you're taking Spanish. It's yeah. a language. Because when you get into high school, I want you to take a different language. Um, also, right now, you since you want to be a lawyer, you have to start training in debate. Oh, yeah. Some people go, that's too far. That's too much. Well, in high school, there are debate teams. So if you're not used to debating in a way that you can respectfully get your opinion across, right? Which is what most parents complain about. Sure. My kid is also always debating and right. not, not being respect uh, respectful, right? Yeah. So these, this is the time to start teaching them not to combat you, but to be able to give their opinions in a, in a not necessarily professional way, in an acceptable way. Right. That's probably yeah. a better word for it because they're not professionals in the sixth grade, but they still yeah. have to learn how to use those communication skills. If she wanted to be a doctor, I would be pushing her into like some kind of anatomy science camp, camp or something. You know what I'm saying? Like right. all these things we but we tend to go, oh, well, I can't afford it. We all if you have the Internet, you can afford it. It's just YouTube. Right. We right. literally can be learning things like that. When we're not preparing our kids like that, they're not raised with a mindset to be professional. These kids want gigs. Right. They they they're like, I did a job, I need a check. I did a job, I need a check. Right. That's why yeah. Uber is so popular. These are the things that they're learning. They're not really thinking about longevity. They're they don't even want to be professional. They don't want to work for forty years. They right. they don't see us as happy in working for forty years. So they don't want that. They they have carved out another path. Think about how. Uh, we were taught you don't take anything from strangers, right? Like let him find his own puppy, right? <laughs> like, right. He can't offer you candy to help him. But now they call strangers to their house with food. Like they trust them. We, right. When I was growing up, my mother was like, don't you ask for anything to eat? Like, yeah. you have, I have fed you. I gave you water. <laughs> but they're calling strangers to the house. They're calling strangers to the house to pick them up, take them to a friend's house where there's not an adult. So now you have two victims, right? Right. <laughs> We have to be mindful about that. So yeah. I think that we're getting away from the basics. And so our kids are rewriting the rules in a way that holds them free mm -hmm. and not accountable. Yeah. I really want to point out two things that you mentioned in there. Like, so the <laughs> audience really gets it because I, you know, perfect. I'm talking fast too. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're so great. It's so great. So the first thing is um, the looking in the eyes and shaking hands. Like, I think it's because, you know, they're so like this all the time and everybody they interact with is here. And so when they meet somebody where you're supposed to like, you know, hey, look you in the eye, shake your hands. That's just not something that's coming natural to them. Like we need to right. teach that and make sure they understand that that's something that is respectful and is, um, you know, is going to get you further in a professional environment where exactly. you're, you can look them in the eye, they shake they their hand. The phone on the side. They don't even look at the phone hardly anymore. They put it on the side and they're doing other things yeah. and they're having this conversation, never having eye contact. I require right. eye contact out of my daughter. 
Yeah. Where, where are you looking at? Who are you? Bring it, bring it here. Let's, let's respect one another. Right. Yeah. And she also has permission because sometimes I'm on the computer and I'm answering a question and she'll go, mommy, can you give me your attention? Right. Go, oh, okay. And now I can have a conversation with her. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with our kids calling us out on the very yes. thing we're trying to teach them. Right. You, you can't take offense to it because they're really just doing what you're teaching them. Yeah. Can you look at me like I have to look at you? Right, That's right. Mutual respect, right? Okay, I'm sorry. What's your second thing? Oh, no, you're totally great. And <laughs> I mean, I love that you are mentioning that not just in like, you know, when you're ta- interacting with teachers or other like, you know, um, authority figures, but even with yourself when, you know, okay, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to put my phone down. You're going to put your phone down. We're going to look right. each other in the eye and we're going to have a conversation. Um Instead of like, oh, yeah, okay, uh huh, uh huh, you know, like making sure, and, and like you said, not getting offended if you get called out on it, because <laughs> for sure, I know I'm guilty of it. I think everybody's guilty of it. And so, like, if you're going to require it of them, make sure like they understand that they can require that of you as well. Absolutely. So I loved that. And now I've completely forgotten the second thing. Um, <laughs> But I feel like um, I just everything you said was great. So. <laughs> but it was definitely, I, um, yeah, we'll move on. And I, maybe I'll okay. remember when we when we're going down the road. But I really liked the eye contact thing for sure. Um, so as, like, and I think we might have already touched on this, but like when teaching kids how to be successful adults, what do you think are like some of the most important lessons to learn? And I'll say mm. when my kids are like, when we're, I'm talking about stuff and like, are teaching them something, like I always tell them like my entire job, my reason for being is to make sure you become a successful adult. So right. I need to make sure you know all the things that you need to know to be a successful adult. What things are those do you think? Like the top, like maybe five or, you know, less than that. Okay. So, so you said top five, but I'm gonna give you six just because yeah, that's um, I have a, like a series of things, right? So I'm always trying to teach myself and my daughter mental, physical, emotional, financial, spiritual, and professional success. Those are core things across the board. If you're going to be successful, you have to be a reader, that is feeding your mind. Now, I am the type of person, I have to have audio and visual, right? So as I'm reading a book, I don't care what kind of self-help book it is, I need the audio version and I yeah. need the, the, the actual book so I can do them both. That's how it sticks for me. It took me yeah. almost 45 years to learn that, but I learned it, right? Like that system works best for there. me okay. and it keeps me from having to like read over things over and over. Yeah. Um, so that's mental. Get healthy, move your body, because it is so hard to be successful when you cannot, when you feel prisoner into yourself, right? Do what it takes, eat the vegetables, take the walks, you know, and it doesn't cost money because walking is free. Not sure if people need that, right? Like if they know that or not, but you don't have to join a gym. Walking is free. Um, Emotional. It's okay to have emotions it's even better when you know how to express them appropriately, right? So my daughter comes in, I can look at her face. I can tell as she's telling me something, as she's her voice is getting louder, she's not yelling at me. It's the passion in what she's saying. I, I speak that way myself. So when I look at her and I go, do you need a hug? She can say that. Like she can say, yes, mommy, I need a hug. Do yeah. you need to cry? And she has a safe space where she can do that in. Um, and sometimes like managing those emotions looks like, do you need a nap? Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she's asked me that. Like, snack. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I'm going through that perimenopausal, right? And I didn't right. know that needing naps was a part of it. <laughs> All I heard about was hot flashes, right? So <laughs> you're like, I'm exhausted. Right. And so when I'm cranky, like I don't necessarily acknowledge it or know it, right? But she does because she knows me. Having that emotional intelligence is super important. So that was number three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Financial success. That looks different for everybody. So what is it that you want to have in life? And that's going to help you with your career. I hear a lot of kids say, I want a Ferrari. I want a Lamborghini. I want a mansion. And I want to be a teacher. Well, they don't typically make Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Mansion money. However, like we can maybe look into training and development, right? And so that's it's not necessarily high school, but it is still teaching and you get to do it. I love it, right? And right. I get to make the better money. Um, also with finances, um, saving, understanding investments, right? Like we think that our kids can't understand that. They absolutely can understand it so much better than we can. Um, like my daughter is amazing in discord and I'm just like, okay, so just find me. Like I'm, I'm definitely that person that finds the nearest teenager and says, fix this. Right. Right. <laughs> Can you do like in a mall? Can, I'm trying to get my phone to do this. Can you do that for me? <laughs> like, yeah, here, let me get <laughs> um, spiritual, right? Like I'm not here to tell people what their spiritual grounding should be. Mine is Jesus, whatever yours is. At the end of the day, are you taking time to communicate? Are you taking time to rest yourself? Are you taking time to connect with you um, and your higher power, right? Um, professionally, what is it that you want to do? Are you moving toward that every single day? If you are preparing yourself, middle school, high school, college, to take the bar exam, you're not as afraid of it. Right. Because right. you're doing something all the time toward it. Um, if it's teaching. Right. Like you are you prepared? Are you having do you have the ability to communicate with young people, with young adults are like there's things that you can be doing every single day toward your goals. And if you're not, that is a problem that you have to get ready. So that was mental, physical, emotional, financial, spiritual and professional. OK, okay. we hit them all. <laughs> well, it actually helped helps me remember the second thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, but that was um, the career thing. Like we had a um, job shadow day in the junior high where like there's okay. no classes. All the students are supposed to set up a job shadow. And okay. it surprised me how many parents were just like, oh, just go with your dad or like, or come with me or whatever, instead of like really figuring out what it is your kid wants to do and helping them find a job shadow, just because that part was so hard. I mean, and so my son, he wants to be a software developer. So um, I have a few software developer friends, but most of them don't actually go into the office anymore. And I really wanted him to have that like office experience. Right. And so I, I put it out on my neighborhood Facebook group, like, hey, is there any software developers that actually go to the office in the neighborhood that my son could shadow for the day? You know, that was like two seconds of my time to like find right. somebody who was in his, you know, interest, his area of interest. And so he can see what a normal day for like the career he's choosing would what be like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm so sad for all these other kids who didn't get to have that experience where they're like really getting to experience what they're, they want to do in life, you know, would be like. But, you know, part of that is because as parents, you know, we go, my kid wants to be a Power Ranger and a, and a right. princess, right? And oh. then we might hear later on, right? Because last year, uh, for the last couple of years, she's wanted to be a WNBA player. This Love spring, it. I signed her up for an intensive camp. And after five hours of running while sick and doing drills while sick with only one 30-minute break, she was like, I don't, I don't want to play anymore. Right. But <laughs> I let her quit because one, I paid for it. And sure. two, like we commit when we say we're doing something, we commit. I don't care how hard it is. We right. go to the finish line. And so yeah. at the end, she was like, no, mom, seriously, I want to be a lawyer. I, I no yeah. longer <laughs> want to do this. Right. And so for the last couple of months, she's been sticking with law. Yeah. And we never update. Now, when she's 14, she may not want to do law anymore. Sure. She may like be want to be an astronaut. So then I have to go, okay, let me figure yeah. out like, what, you know, aeronautical program. Space camp. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, but I think that sometimes we just don't know what our kids want to do. So it's very hard to look at them 
and go, oh, it's career day. Let me find somebody in the career field because we haven't done that work prior. We're not asking them, what is it that that is your interest? We go, what's going to make you the most money? Sure. And that's what we push them towards. We like, what is the career that is going to help you? And and we kind of default. And I've had kids in classes who are like, I want to be, you know, an artist, but my parents said I have to be a nurse. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Well, that yeah. sucks, right? Yeah. Now, if you can do both, great. Because guess what? There are tons of nurses who are, who. well, there are tons of people who get paid to like sketch out, um, you know, maybe the assailant while they're in the oh, hospital. Sure. If you're a nurse right. that can do that, that would be great. If you're a nurse that can bring joy to kids by sketching their pictures. And so maybe you can do both. Yeah. It's possible, but at some point we have to relinquish control and let them figure out the path. If we're never guiding them by saying, here's career day, go to this software engineer that you said you want to be, you want to, you play video games all day, learn how to make them, right? If we never do that, our kids are never in the know. And we as parents are never in the know because we don't ask the questions. So we're assuming and they've moved on. Right. And then when it's time, we're just kind of embarrassed. Like, I don't know what my kid wants to be. So, oh, he went to work with his dad. Like, you know, he's following in those footsteps. Really? Right. Yeah, box cutter? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is, is that not no shade, but is right, that right. really what they want to do? And yeah. oftentimes it's not. Yeah. And I think what you pointed out too is their kids, they can change their mind. Like you don't have to like, so he wants to be a software engineer today. He goes to the job shadow and he's like, oh, you know, maybe I don't really want to do that. It's okay for them to change their mind, you know, but giving them the opportunity to see and to kind of go down that path. And then that way they can be like, oh, you know what? I really don't want to be a WNBA player. I want to be a lawyer. Uh, which- now, if she's 14, 15, 16, and she goes from lawyer to princess, then, <laughs> then I have a problem, right? A different at that point. You gotta step in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you kind of guide them. Okay, well, what about this career and what about that? Um, but when I was in like junior high, high school, I actually also wanted to be a lawyer, hence the love of like courtroom drama. Yeah, <laughs> got it. But then I ended up in technology. So, you know, that was mainly because like I was in college and I hated homework and I'm like, I can't take like seven years of this. And so so we went like away from the law school. But uh, but yeah, like so make sure they understand it's okay to change your mind, but I'm going to give you all the resources to make that informed decision. Absolutely. So that they don't become adults who hate what they do. There's so many miserable adults who are in the so-called amazing fields. And that's how you end up with a lawyer who is also a clown on the weekends, right? right. Because, but the, the love is to be able to bring joy to kids and have a great time. And they don't get to do that in their everyday life, right? And so they can be miserable until they find that other outlet. You might have a rabbi who's also a rapper, right? Because entertainment was the thing. And it's so hard to merge that. And I really think that we should be encouraging our kids to do what will make money, but will also make them happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, So speaking of that, like, let's talk about talking to your kids. Um, I've, I've talked to several guests about like the kinds of conversations you should have with your kids about tech. But what I want to know from you is, do you have these conversations? So you want to get to know what career they want to be. You want to um, help guide their spirituality. Like, wh- how do you approach it? Like, for a parent who like doesn't regularly talk to their kids, how would you like encourage them to start and and get on that path? So I would say start regularly talking to your kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's part one. <laughs> because as as you are regularly talking to them the conversations present themselves, right? The conversations, you're you're listening to them and their friends. Um, You know, you want to be the cool house that everybody's hanging out out at. Um, Yes, it could be a little costly. (laughs) The amount of food I go through for friends is, you know. Right. I'm just cheaper to make tacos or order pizza. Like, everyone is budget friendly. Um, So there's, (laughs) there is the... Um, mindset to 
get our kids like talking about all these things and then watching TV, what are they watching? Because that opens up conversation that my daughter is always asking me about scenarios that she's seen on TV. Every show, I like when she goes, so mom, I, I go, okay, what were they just talking about? Okay, that's that's what the question is. So if I was stuck in an abandoned building, right? Like <laughs> she always wants to know. So for me, I'm always encouraging parents, even when I'm talking to teenagers, when I'm working with them, whether it's through Leadership Academy, Leadership Academy, or um, through you know the professional development programs that I work with, I'm always listening and I'm always asking them questions based on what they're saying. Something about them feeling like you really care, that you're really engaged in their conversation is super helpful. Yeah. Um, there's no science to it other than to just start. You just have to start. You have to think about being in a relationship with somebody when you're dating. If we were all single right now and we were like just we met someone and, and we were really interested in that person, we would start asking questions. Like it's it's just as uncomfortable for the kids, right? Start asking anyway. Ask them, yeah. do, is there anything that you want to ask me about? Like, do you wonder like wh why I do things, how I do things? All of those are important. Getting our kids to understand that they can ask questions and then parents just have to understand that you just got to start. You have to ask them about what their interests are. Why Why is this person your friend? Like, what do you like about them? Yeah. Right. Not a, why is this person your friend? They're horrible right. people. Right. But what do you like about them? Like, what, what is the personality like that drives you to pick that person as a person who spends the night or the person you go to an amusement park with? What about them? Do you enjoy so much? Yeah. That's simple. And, and, and sometimes our kids are like, oh my God, like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. I really, I have an honest desire to understand who you are as a person. You've changed. You're not the same person you were when you were five. I just kind of feel like I'm disconnected. So I want to know what is it that you enjoy? Can we watch some of your movies together? Yeah. Some of the shows you want. I don't care if it's anime. I don't care. Like, and sometimes you're going to, like right now I am done with iCarly, right? Yeah. Like the first five shows, I was like, okay, great. I don't want to watch anymore. Like, right. Not interested, uh, <laughs> right? But she's all in it. She loves iCarly, so I have to watch it with her. Yeah. Even if it means yeah. that I'm if like, okay, so we're gonna watch this together. But mommy has a little bit of work to do, so I'm on my laptop. That that's my escape when it just yeah. gets too silly, um, <laughs> right? Because I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm not 14. I'm not 10. Right. Like, it doesn't yeah. appeal to me, and that's yeah. okay because she doesn't necessarily want to watch Blue Bloods either, right? right. <laughs> But if I'm watching it, like it's, it's what's on TV. Right, but right. Having, that, having the ability to dive into our kids' world makes it easy. Yeah, for sure. And I love what you said there about like kind of getting invested in like what they're doing. So like if my son is uh, like, you know, building some world on Minecraft and he wants to show me this like world he's built, like, you know, five minutes in, I'm like, Right. How much longer is that? <laughs> but, I don't get it. Like Minecraft is like the biggest ADD trigger for me. It's just like, so how did that grow? Like, and yeah. I don't really want to know. I'm just like trying to understand, like, how do you know this? But like, I, yeah. I don't know how this is weird to me. Right. Like I grew up in Super Mario Brothers world. Hey. Like I understand you push the button. He jumps like I get that. But all this like you built a community and now you're telling me that you can't figure out <laughs> your math. Like I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But it's so important to like, you know, sit there and, you know, let them tell you everything, you know, because Absolutely. someday they're not going to want to tell you everything. And so and if you put in that time. But yeah. if, you, if you put in the time now and they see that you're interested, they don't stop talking to you. Even if they right. decrease the frequency, they don't stop talking to you. You have to show that you're interested. You have to ask questions. I, I am like, okay, I know that I, at some point I'm going to have to say, wait a minute, rewind that. I don't yeah. care. But I, I do it because I want her to see like, okay, let me pay attention a little bit. Right. Like, what? how did she do that? I don't even know what she did. I just, I heard her laugh and now I'm like, let, let me dive into this for a second. Right. I 
it's, it's things like that. And then, you know, as they grow older in their teenage years, shows like um, Gilmore Girls, uh, Switch That Birth, like those are great shows to start topics around. Yeah. yeah. It's like... <laughs> You know, when we were watching Saved by the Bell when we were kids, you know, and at the end they'd have like that serious moment. Like, exactly. you know, if exactly. you are addicted to caffeine pills. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Like, I don't remember that show. I remember that episode. I was, that was my show. I was a yeah. Zach. Oh, fan. yeah. Man, like, they were both my boyfriends in my brain. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> and I mean, can we just like take a pause to comment on how Mario Lopez looks exactly the same that he did Still fine. Like, 30 years Still ago? Fine. <laughs> he has not aged a day in his life. Like that man is still gorgeous. <laughs> He is. I digress, but like it's good, like you know, conversation starters. You know, when when they have those like serious moments, you know, oh hey, look, Jesse was addicted to caffeine pills, <laughs> <laughs> right? Listen, and so my kid was telling me about a kid at her school and a vape, and I was just like, like you guys are fifth graders, right? She's getting ready to go into sixth grade, but. Like just to, to bring the seriousness of why the conversations are important, because that was an out of the blue conversation. She saw something on TV. It triggered a conversation. And then that led to the conversation about the vape. Right. Yeah. I find out so much stuff playing the allowance game or Uno or what is that over there? Operation Monopoly, like just playing games with her once a week. I find out so much information because she really wants to share. Right. My twenty, my twenty-one. She, she'll be twenty-one in a couple of weeks, but she's not my biological, my biological daughter. She's my niece biologically, but she's mine. Like when sure. I say my two daughters, that's who I'm talking about. Um, I can call her and ask her questions. We can have conversations. You know, she if she's going through heartbreak, if she's going through like a, a phase in her life, or or just have questions for friends. Right? Everyone has the four. It was my friend. You know, not right. me asking for a friend. Um, Obviously. And so, and sometimes it really is a friend and I can tell when it's not right, yeah. but they will have the conversations on the things that are important. If you keep that communication open. Yeah. And one tip I've heard, um, and I don't use it a ton, but, um, I, I like this idea as well. Like sometimes when you're driving somebody, like driving your kids somewhere, just turn the radio off and like have the silence. And sometimes that will spark a conversation as well. Oh my goodness. Silence is the best because they want to break it. <laughs> they're, they're just like, after a while, they're just like, so we're like in a place where I'm not getting connection on my phone, right. and, but I need some noise and that's okay. Right. Because when, yeah. you know, as you get older, you want all the noise to cease, but in, right. in, in your high school days and early twenties, like the noise is good for you. You're drowning out sorrows. You're drowning out um, anger. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're just kind of using a substitute for what you're really going through. So when you do turn it off for a while and let them just kind of have silence with you, you do, they, they break it with something that they want to talk about. And that's an awesome strategy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I did speak to officer Gomez about this as well, about okay. ki kids understanding their worth. Like this is something he brought up that um, mm -hmm. social media is kind of taking away from kids a lot. And you are excellent resource on this topic. So I just want to get like maybe your highlight reel of um, what tips you have to help kids understand their worth, like and improve their self-esteem. Okay. So understand their worth, improve their self-esteem. If I get off track, just like remind yeah. me, I'll be like, what are we talking about? Okay. So, <laughs> no so with self-worth, self I would say um, there's a couple of things. So you can teach compassion, right? When we help our kids develop um, kind and understanding attitude toward themselves, they um, they express it toward others. And when we teach them to do it toward others, they express it toward themselves. It's a reciprocal thing. Um, setting realistic goals. A lot of times our kids don't feel worthy because they feel like they're disappointing us, right? Mm, yeah. But you can't be a doctor at 14, right? Well, very few people. Like there's, there's like three, right? There's <laughs> but, Doogie Howser. Right, there's Doogie Howser. And, and then there's like 
maybe two or three real cases, right? <laughs> but if if they're feeling the pressure that we that we're putting on them, like you have to be focused, you have to do this, you have to do that, yeah. um, and they don't feel like they're getting to just have like regular them time. That is that is an unrealistic goal, right? Because they're and what they're hearing is, I have to be a doctor now. Mm-hmm. Even though what you're saying is the goal is to be a doctor. So you have to be mindful um, and just kind of guide them in setting realistic and achievable goals and then break them down into smaller goals so that they can like feel the accomplishments along the way. Debate team. That's right. an accomplishment along the way. Um you know, public speaking, that's an accomplishment along the way. Um, teaching resilience, that's, oh my goodness, like that is a big deal. Um, when we're teaching our kids to bounce back from setbacks, sometimes I think we're, we're so, everybody gets a trophy, right? Just just because yeah. you showed up, that they don't understand that when they don't get it, it is not the end of the world. You have to teach some sort of resilience. Um, celebrating their uniqueness, you know, Punky Brewster got paid, like millions of dollars <laughs> just because she wanted to be herself, right? And yeah. so um, with all the colors and no one was going, you have to match, right? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes as parents, we get tired of seeing our kids in the same three pair of pants. I, I'm just like, listen, Don't I know, even I know get I, me started. Make it to your closet. You have so many clothes. Please go put on something else, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about these three pair of pants. And guess what? There's five days in the week. You cannot repeat these pants, right? But <laughs> still allowing them their own uniqueness is going to be a very valuable thing when we're trying to teach self-worth because they have to have their own sense of self, okay? Um Another thing, lead by example. Stop talking about yourself in negative ways. Um, Our kids internalize what we say. They really do. And um, when you're in the mirror going, oh my God, I'm so fat, your kids are hearing that. Mm -hmm. And how are they supposed to love themselves if they're living with people who don't love themselves? Like my examples don't love themselves. So how am I supposed to learn to do it for me? That doesn't work. Okay. Um, And then remember that, you know, building self-worth and self-esteem is a continuous process and each child develops at their own pace. We kind of feel like, well, you should know it by now. It's not true. That like, I don't know who made that up, but they made it up. Right. So when we're providing a supportive and nurturing environment, um, that will go a long way in helping them understand like what their worth is and how to build their self-esteem. Um, And when we're talking, I I know I mentioned resilience, right? Um, So when we're instilling resilience in our kids, that is like having a supportive environment, right? Supportive and loving environment because kids can tell support without love and they can tell love without support. Okay. So creating something that is nurturing where they feel all those things, they feel accepted for who they are, even if it, if that means that they have to get better at who they are. Right. We hear adults say all the time, it's just who I am. I've always been this way, but you suck as a person. Right. So we really want to teach our kids that even in acceptance, that there's room for growth. Right. You don't say be a better person. You say that there's room for growth so that you can be your best self. Um, Resilience is also about problem solving. Right. So we have to be mindful in how we teach our kids to brainstorm solutions. I find that so many of our kids are simply saying things like, um, well, I looked right. How many of us parents like you're like, what do you mean you looked? And they looked on the counter, but didn't look. (laughs) feet the other way, right? Yeah. I have the other day with my phone. I'm like, it's it's in the living room. Like I know I, I set it down. It was just on the other side. Now right. I give nine-year-old a little bit of grace. If she was 14, I would be a little bit more like, I don't understand, like how come you couldn't just turn to the left, right? Right. Um, but teaching them problem solving skills where they can identify a problem, brainstorm the solution, make decisions for themselves. And sometimes parents, right? We have to back off. And let them. Okay, so how do you feel about that? Okay, well, I'm gonna let you make this decision, and then deal with whatever the consequences, good or bad, because you don't always get to choose your consequences in life. But when we are constantly going, no, you have to. This is the right way. This is the right way. And we're always telling them. Then they're always looking to us for the right way. At what point do you let them 
just do it. And for me, that started when she turned nine. Okay. I'm going to let you now, obviously I'm like, okay, what are the consequences? Like if it's going to result in suspension, I don't let her make that decision. I, I guide her a little bit closer, but yeah. if it's a friendship problem, you know what, how does that make you feel? Okay. And based on how you feel, do you want to continue to feel this way? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to let you with that information, decide how you want to handle this friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love what you said. Cause like that totally triggered something for me. I mean, my son, like where's it, this is Utah. It gets like zero degrees here. And my son wears shorts on a in, in the zero degrees, but does he wear a hoodie in 95 degrees? I don't know. No, I don't think so. But okay. like that's, but that's shorts. what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. <laughs> shorts, no matter what. And like, so one morning, you know, it was literally like zero degrees outside. And I'm like, are you gonna wear some pants today? Because it's freezing outside. You have to go walk to the bus, right? right. And he's like, Yeah, I'm fine. And like, I went full beauty and the beast, like beast where he's like, go ahead and starve. <laughs> I'm but, like, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm big on that, but I'm also like, you don't take care of yourself when you're sick and I don't have time <laughs> this month for you to be sick. I know it's the first, right? But I, I don't have time. You know what I mean? I know that we, you know, it's the 17th and we got about, you know, 15 more days, but I don't have time for you to be sick. Like these next couple of weeks are jam packed for me. Put on the sweater, put right. on the pants because I don't have time to sit with you while you're ill. Yeah. Now, because that you're impacting somebody else at that point. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's one thing when I know I'm going to be working from home and I can close you off in your room. It's right. another thing when like, you can't go to grandma's sick. Cause that's not fair. Like grandma's getting older. She, she doesn't need to be exposed to that. Right. So no. Put the put the pants on. Put the pants on. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get that. And um I feel someone judging my parenting skills right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Like literally, I like screamed, like, fine, freeze to death. See if I care. You know, totally. But like what you said, like it's kind of like an expression of like who he is. Right. And I'm like, oh, I could, I, I mean, I know, I knew in the moment I could have approached it way better than I did, but, right. but I love your approach there. Like, Hey, you know what, this decision that you make might not just affect you. It might affect other people. And Absolutely. so to be conscious of that, and that's still respecting their like choices, but helping them to see what the consequences are instead of like just screaming out, you know, go ahead and freeze to death. See if I care. Um, <laughs> but now sometimes you have to let them be cold so that they understand. Oh, yeah. Mom was right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to actually freeze to death. Right. But if you're amazingly uncomfortable. Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to be OK with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like, and that kind of brings up into like the resilience part too, which was actually just my, like, you brought it up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my next question anyway. So perfect. <laughs> no, it's a perfect segue because like, I really truly think resilience in today's kids is so lacking, like where they just give up so quickly. Um, and so you've already kind of touched on it, but do you have any like other advice to help parents instill that resilience in their kids? Um, so I would say model resilience, right? Because, um, when you're a role model for your kids, um, and we all should be right. That means that we're demonstrating it, uh, resilience or we're demonstrating cleanliness or hygiene, whatever the case may be, and share stories from your own setbacks and how you overcame it. Right. I'm, I'm big on that. Let me tell you why, you know what I mean? Like you, this is why you need important hygiene. Like, there are plenty of kids who were, you know, the smelly kid in school, you know what I mean? Like, and so you, you want to talk about that. Maybe it's not your personal story, but borrow the story from somebody else and share it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's, you know, 
it, it, I, don't, I don't care what it is. Like you, you have to share the stories that you know of. Too many parents are trying to hide. Well, maybe not hide. That's not maybe not a good word. But you're not sharing your experiences. Right. And that's why our kids are going, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You, you don't know what I'm going through. And we're like, I didn't come out 35, right? Like, we're like, right. I had to go through some experiences. But if you're not modeling. I'm not a full grown adult. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, I don't remember the Google Gaga stage, but I do remember about five or six, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Good memory moving forward. So for me, right. <laughs> it yeah. really is about the experiences that I've had. And that encourages a, a growth mindset, teaching our children to yeah. embrace that, um, you know, abilities and intelligence can develop through effort um, and perseverance, right? That is a growth mindset. Nothing is stuck. That helps with resilience. Like, I, I don't like when people say, well, you're either born this way or you're not, because if you're not, you can be taught. We were, none of us were walking when we were born, right? Like you, at one point we used to poop in our pants <laughs> and we were okay with it, right? Uh, we used to throw up on ourselves and we were okay with it. So we had to grow into what we are today. And so I, I am a firm believer that anything can be taught and, um, as parents, we have to teach that growth mindset to have resilient kids. So yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> Love that. Well, and we've kind of gone over time too. So I think that's a really perfect place to wrap up. Thank you so much. This was Thank a fantastic you. conversation. And we, we got a comment as well. Like, this is a great conversation. So Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, Charvette. Yeah. So appreciate everyone for attending. Um, you can find Kiana at like, tell them how they can find you again. Okay. So they can find me at the momsuite.com. They can find me at Mothers Raising Teen Daughters, the Facebook group. Um, if you just type in mothersraisingteendaughters.com, it will pop up. And um, otherwise you can actually send me an email. I'm very responsive. Kiana at kianashaw.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're a huge wealth of knowledge. So I really appreciate everything you're doing to help our our teens become the like awesome adults that they are meant to be. So thank I you. That. And I appreciate you helping families understand technology to protect our kids. That is such a big deal. Um, I really think that you you should be on every platform doing this. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like I don't like I don't know if you've done a lot of TV appearances, but everybody should be knocking on your door because you really have helped me and guided me throughout this process of getting my nine year old a phone and pushing the bound, like not put her pushing the boundaries, but me pushing sure. the understanding of what the boundaries are. Um, I've learned a lot from you and I think you're amazing. Thank you. For <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, so thank you guys all for, for showing up and we will see you next week. And